Hey everyone, do you love movies? Do you like betting? If you do, then Box Office Bets is the podcast for you. With Tom Cunningham and myself, Brian Ortega, we'll guide you through Oscar season with our breakdown of each Oscar contender and give you our projections based on what the betting market is saying about each Oscar race. Make sure to check us out every week as we focus on a specific movie and break down its best chances to win right here on Box Office Bets. Hey everybody, welcome back to Concierge Confidential. I'm your host, Brian Ortega, and we are starting another week of Concierge Confidential. So, um, thank you so much for everybody for you know listening to our past episodes. You followed along on our Durango podcast, which was really fun, kind of giving you our sort of early thoughts on what we think Durango is going to be like. Um, and then actually this week we are they are opening up the Fountain Blue, which is on the Strip, which I'm actually very very excited for the opening of when Fountain Blue actually opens its doors to us. Uh, probably should mention that uh, when Fountain Blue opens, just keep in mind that. It actually will be opening on the 13th, but for VIPs, and they won't actually open it, be opening to the general public till 11.45 p.m. on December 13th, so essentially 15 minutes before midnight um, of the 14th. So for the general public, if you want your first view or first eyes on Fountain Blue, you'll have to visit on Thursday, the 14th. So just sort of a public service announcement for that. So, anyways, this episode, we're going to be highlighting who you should bring to Las Vegas. So, it sounds like kind of a simple question, but I think it's something that you have to ask yourself and, you know, think about when planning your trip to Las Vegas. Should you bring certain types of people or certain, you know, groups uh, to the city of Las Vegas? So, I'm going to be highlighting that in this episode where we explain who you should bring to Las Vegas. So, uh, this is Concierge Confidential, and we're going to be highlighting the types of people you want to bring to Las Vegas. Hey, everybody. This is Brian Ortega from Concierge Confidential, and this episode is brought to you by AO Painting, who have been experts in specialized coating, servicing Arizona for over 40 years. AO Painting specializes in industrial projects and are a one-stop shop for sandblasting, industrial painting, waterproofing, and much, much more. To see more of their work and to get a quote, you can visit aopaintinginc.com. That's aopaintinginc.com. AO Painting, where specialized is where we start. Okay, everybody, so we're going to be talking about who you should bring to Las Vegas. So why do I say this? So I think it's a very important thing to ask, especially when you bring a group. Obviously, if you're bringing a significant other, you know somewhat uh, what that person likes and what they're going to be looking for when they come to town and, you know, certain things that you guys want to experience together. But it becomes very, very confusing because a lot of times you have a group, especially you want to go on a trip, and sometimes it's hard picking a destination because you want a place that's going to be good for, you know, a certain type of people. You want to do certain activities. Sometimes you want to go for like the pool, for example, in the summertime, um, you know, you're just heading on, you know, Vegas instead of like California or Florida. And then sometimes you want to go to Vegas for a specific show or a concert, or if you're just trying to, you know, have a bachelor or bachelorette party. Sometimes Vegas is a very, very easy you know, place to choose. But I think there's certain things you should keep in mind uh, when choosing to do certain activities and also certain uh, trips to Las Vegas. So uh, let's try to sort of talk about it here. So um, I actually had just recently gone to 
uh, went to a uh, Golden Knights game, and uh, the person I went with actually had been to the two Golden Knights games quite frequently. I actually, as a Las Vegas local, have not been to a lot of Vegas Golden Knights games. Um, I think I've only been to maybe two or three. So, and it's very sporadic. It's usually, you know, once or twice a year I might go to a Golden Knights game. Um, so it's very, very rare. And even, you know, it's Going to T-Mobile sometimes is very different uh, just because it's, you know, has certain security measures that, you know, are part of the whole concert going or event going experience. Um, So sometimes it's actually really, really fun to go with somebody that knows more than you. And that was actually an experience I had. And I think that actually made for a much more fun experience because I didn't have to be in charge or in control of what was going on. I didn't... I know general ideas of where things are inside of the arena, but uh, super fun going with somebody who knows their way around the arena. So I would say tip number one, try to go with somebody who knows what they're doing in the city of Las Vegas. And if that's you, then it's even better. But I would say definitely it's way more fun if maybe one of you knows what's going on in the city. Uh, And if you are not, if both of you are new to the city of Las Vegas, I would say uh, kind of choose, or you can, it usually shakes itself out, uh, somebody to do a little bit of research before you go. Uh, I really think it's important to do research before you visit a city, whether it's Las Vegas, whether it's Miami, whether it's New York, LA, you know, a different country. Just do a little bit of research before you go. Um, this is really important to note just because it's, you know, important to note, especially like news events and such. Uh, for example, we had uh, Joe Biden, uh, the president, Uh, visit Las Vegas on Friday, and it actually backed up flights into the city of Las Vegas. So uh, probably should keep up on what's going on in town. My number one thing that I always used to get irritated about was when people would come to Las Vegas and they would land here on New Year's Eve, uh, specifically New Year's Eve, and then start asking about the traffic. And I didn't know that they shut down the strip. How am I supposed to get to my hotel? I don't know how to get there. Can you send a car to pick me up? And the thing is, is that there's only so many things us as concierge and, you know, workers in hotels can do to accommodate you. Uh, We can't accommodate, you know, your planning schedule. So just keep in mind, this is sort of a news flash that's coming up. On New Year's Eve, we shut down the strip and it is absolutely impossible to cross from the east side of the strip to the west side of the strip in a car it's almost impossible to do it directly you have to always go an alternate route you have to find your way around and you know it's very very difficult and for those of you wondering the las vegas airport sits on the east side of the las vegas strip and the really the only way to get to your hotel is through places like frank sinatra or uh, Harm, not Harmon. Oh my goodness, uh, Koval. Those are the back ways into our hotels, and yes, they are backed up during New Year's Eve. So, if I can recommend, uh, try to arrive here at least the thirtieth of December instead of the thirty-first of December, especially if you're going to be doing it later in the evening. So, again, this goes back to the whole thing about planning your trip or understanding at least what is going on in the city at that time. Uh, for ex- another good example, is that it is now. At this current time, it is actually the rodeo here in Las Vegas. And yes, the entire city shuts down um, for for its regular scheduled programming. 
and we'll put on a lot more country concerts. So, for ex for example, a lot of examples today, uh, like Usher, who usually performs inside of the um, inside of the Dolby Theater. He is not performing. It is actually Toby Keith for three days, who is a country star. So, probably should know that coming to Las Vegas, just so you're not, you know, disappointed when you get here and you don't see Usher inside the t inside of the. Uh, Oh my goodness, I keep forgetting the name of it. Uh, the Dolby Theater. So again, first things first, just one of you do a little bit of planning on coming to Las Vegas. And then kind of going on to that, uh, understand who's in charge when you come to Las Vegas. That doesn't mean that one of you has to be in charge the entire time, but put one person in charge of the show tickets, put somebody in charge of making dinner reservations, and I think it's going to be really smooth, especially if it's like a couple, for example. Usually we all know when you're in a couple who is the responsible one and who's the one that likes to tag along. And sometimes that actually flips depending on when you go on vacation. Some people are much better at doing uh, sort of daily, you know, domestic tasks and being in charge of that sort of thing. But going on vacation is always a little bit different. Uh, for example, I get a little bit anxious, like if I go on vacation, um, although I, I do love to plan. I'm a big planner, uh, which actually is cut it to the detriment, is that when things go, you know, a little haywire, um, I get a little bit anxious. For example, when we you know, miss a dinner reservation or miss a time, um, I really set those things in stone. So uh, try to figure out who's going to be in charge for the most part, uh, during your travels. And again, that doesn't have to be the entire time. One of you can be in charge of the food. One of you can be in charge of uh, the shows, although that never happens. Typically, it is helpful if one person is in charge of the shows and the dinner because typically you have to sort of work both of those things together, especially if they're the same night. And leading into that, understand what your group wants to do or see when you come to Las Vegas, this should all be worked out ahead of time because when you get here, everything just becomes, you just become way more excited when you get here that you want to do things. And then also, if you get here and didn't take a look and see what the prices were for like a show, for example, it can be very much a sticker shock and you may have not actually budgeted for this. It's much easier to budget once you've spent money at home and then come to Las Vegas and already kind of in the back of your mind know you've spent money on that thing. So that sort of goes to buy your tickets in advance if you can and also research things before you get here. So again, this all goes, kind of goes back to researching before you get to Las Vegas. But this really comes to communication. So really communicate with the people in your group of what you want to see. So for example, if you have six girls that want to, you know, if you have a group of girls that are here for a bachelorette party or just, you know, on vacation and you want to go see Magic Mike, I know this is all very stereotypical, but you want to go see Magic Mike and, you know, s you know, six of the seven want to go actually see it and one may not be able to, you know, afford to go do it or if they're not comfortable seeing Magic Mike, um, you want to have that figured out before you get here because you can decide, you know, if she really wants to go on this type of trip um, or if she can find an alternative thing to do or maybe as a group, if this happens quite frequently, you can find an alternate activity to do for the entire group rather than going to see Magic Mike. So again, this all boils down to communication before you come to Vegas uh, with your group of what you want to do. And that goes for show tickets. That goes for dinners. It's really good to communicate ahead of time. If you have trouble finding prices for things, show tickets are really good about actually showing the prices when you actually go to their website. Uh, restaurants could be a little bit tricky just because uh, M, uh, MGM Resorts used to do this all the time was that they wouldn't post the prices for their restaurants on 
the website. So you go to the actual website for the hotel. You'll click on, for example, uh, Mayfair Supper Club. They will show you the menu without pricing, which again, is very deceiving. 100% get it. But have somebody who knows or is you know, savvy enough to know to go to Open Table. You can go to Yelp, open it up. You can go to their images. So go to pictures or images. And then you want to click on their menu and typically look for the most recent menu and you will get an idea of what the pricing is for that restaurant. Because again, it's good to know what you're budgeting and what your budget is going into the trip. This is very, very important. And also, you don't have to decide this ahead of time, but try to decide what kind of trip you're trying to cultivate. So trying to figure out what type of people are going on this trip and then what you're going to experience. Uh, my brothers are a very good example for this. So I'll use my brothers as an example. Um, I have a middle brother who usually comes with a lot of friends. He typically comes with, you know, eight to 10 people. So the good thing is, is that, you know, I know them. I kind of know what their vibe is because, you know, I, I've hung out with them many, many times. And their idea of a fun night out is very different than what my idea of a crazy night out is. So I think a crazy night out is, you know, nightclub, bottle service, you know, let's go nuts. But my brother's friends, um, you know, they're in their mid-30s. They have kids. They don't really get to get out very often. And if they do, it's, you know, a lot of cool, nice little bars in Tucson. But sometimes you just need to find a unique experience that they may not get back in Tucson. And that's not always like... A nightclub atmosphere. Sometimes it's just a really cool ultra lounge, you know, a cool speakeasy. Speakeasies are great fun experiences if you're visiting from out of town. Although I do have, you know, thoughts on speakeasies now popping up around the entire city. But it is a great thing to do, especially if you're from a city that doesn't have many of these experiences, to do while you're in Las Vegas. So, again, just understand your group. Uh, like, I've taken this group out to many different, you know, fun things. We've gone to Super Frico, which I've done a video on that. You can check it out on my Instagram page, Concierge Confidential underscore LV. On TikTok, at Keys to Vegas, you can check it out. But that's a really great experience for a group to have a good time, sort of interact, fun. It's a little bit of a show, a little bit of food. It sort of gets the night going because then they started the night off and went to a concert. And just understanding what they're looking for. And really, this all takes place ahead of time. So whenever my brother's coming to town or if I know the group is coming, they'll ask me, hey, what should we do? It's really good. Again, you can talk to me about it. Um, it's really good to ask people and get you know ideas, who, especially people who've been there before, about what to do in town. And again, you guys can actually just uh, direct message me and I'll help you out with just some sort of ideas that you might have just to sort of joggle your brain and get you sort of looking in the right direction because I try to at least get you looking in the direction that you might want to start, you know, sort of cultivating this entire experience. So again, it's, we're not always going to have the correct answer just because sometimes something might be out of your price range. It may not be exactly what you're looking for, but it gets you thinking. It gets sort of your motor, you know, the motor in your brain working. So again, he's a much more sort of party atmosphere, sort of leave them alone. They're going to find their way around town. They're going to drink. They're going to have a good time. Um, they actually end up going to Caesar's Palace at the pool. Uh, so there is their group is a much more group a, a group experience, which is awesome, super, super fun. Uh, when my brother, when my oldest brother comes, he's a little bit older. I believe he just turned 40, I guess. Um, I was there for his birthday. Uh, he comes in a much smaller group. It's usually him and his wife or him and his kids, just sort of depends. But him and his, him and his wife ended up coming, you know, for his birthday. And 
he wants to have fun. They definitely want to have a more adult experience. They don't want to have, you know, the kid experience because they can have that with their children when they come. But they wanted to do something more adult. So they actually ended up going to the... So my brother's very different. Uh, my oldest brother. He loves to get massages. So we always make sure that we have time set out for him to get a massage. And that's his thing that he loves to do. We never sort of mess with that because that's sort of his time. Um, then he uh, recently really loves to get his haircut at the Bellagio. He'll get a haircut and a shave. Also, that's on his time. And again, it's we have this sort of communication built up. So when he comes to Vegas, uh, I'm not trying to push things you know, to him that's not going to allow him to actually experience those things. So again, back to communication. It's very, very important. But then we had a dialogue. So we started talking. I said, hey, what do you want to do this night? This is the night that I'm free that I can hang out with you. What are you looking to do? Uh, I Usually I know he likes steak. They said, oh, we're going to steak for my birthday on Friday. Uh, just him and his wife. Cool. They're going to do that. They went to Carver Steak. What do you want to do? And then uh, I sort of figured out, sort of gauging off of what his wife wants to do, what he wants to do. We, and we ended up going to Chica, which I knew was going to be a really fun experience because there's things in the menu that are approachable. I know that there are different unique things to try on the menu as well. And of course, the very, 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 very popular Flaming Skull, which really adds just a little pizzazz for my brother, who, again, loves a little sort of finer touches, if you will. And it's just a very much, you know, very low-key evening. Um, also, he does love to drink Stella cider which is very hard to find and they only serve it at resorts world so i always know where to send him uh when he wants to drink because he doesn't drink very much but i do know that that is where to find him which brings us to our next point does your group or should you bring certain people to las vegas so understand that las vegas can be a lot of different things for a lot of different people so uh, Las Vegas has a lot of gambling. It has lots of drinking. It does have lots of food, um, lots of temptation, of course, running around the city of sin. Uh, so really understand that if somebody, you know, is impulsive or has, you know, you know, issues with maybe drinking or they're sort of recovering or, you know, in the program, if you will, uh, the Vegas trip may not be for them. So try instead of Again, this is not anti-Las Vegas, but there's lots of easy ways to get things here. So this city may not be for everybody. So instead of, you know, if this is a group or if it's a smaller group where you can make a choice, try to find a city that's a little less, um, not abrasive, but a little less accessible for certain, you know, appetites, if you will. So instead of coming to Las Vegas, maybe choose... I don't know, San Diego might be a good choice. Or you can go to like Miami, which again, Miami is very similar to Las Vegas, or try New York, or Washington, D.C. Things that are, are Chicago, which is great. Um, which places are, they have the things that you may want to do. For example, you know, drink, eat, such, so on and so forth. But it's just, Vegas, it really pushes it to you. It pushes you in your face. Uh, so just again, be considerate of, you know, maybe your friends and seeing if they want to come, you know, come and just see if they can handle coming to Las Vegas with a lot of these, you know, uh, things that are easy, easily accessible. So, again, that's just sort of being, you know, a good friend and seeing that you know, this might be a good place or a bad place for them. So keep it in mind. Um, so, yeah, that's one thing. Uh, other things. Uh, I honestly 
think Las Vegas is a great city if you want to come by yourself. Uh, it's a really great single city. Uh, there's so many things good to, you know, so many fun things to do here. If you are, you know, by yourself, we have so many conventions, which we have a lot of people that are here just for business and they end up being, you know, alone. And it's awesome just because you can walk up to any bar, which actually it's very easy to walk up to a bar and actually, you know, dine at the bar uh, because we have lots of, you know, lots of bar space, obviously. Uh, but it's really nice because it feels like, you know, you're not alone, which is really, really fantastic, which uh, I feel like cities like uh, Los Angeles, cities like um, like Chicago or, you know, the bigger cities like that are sometimes it feels, you know, lonely. I definitely would say that. Uh, like places like Washington, D.C., I can certainly see it feeling, you know, a little bit lonely. Um, I went there, you know, with with somebody one time and we spent a little bit of time apart during that time. And I can definitely feel where it's like, you just want to sort of experience certain things with people. But the cool thing about Vegas is that you can experience things alone and it's really, really great. I do it all the time. Uh, so you can go to shows alone, you can go dine alone. And again, this goes for any city, but I just feel like in Vegas, it feels, you know, just as great. It's just sort of like New York, like New York. I obviously can be a very lonely city, but there's so many other people that you can kind of get lost in the crowd. And that's kind of the fun part about Las Vegas, which I think is, you know, fun. And you never know who you might meet while you're in town. People are, you know, pretty open to talk about what they got going on, which is really great. So uh, really this all stemmed off of, you know, going and experiencing the Golden Knights, which they ended up winning, which was really fantastic. And just going, you know, with the right people, uh, which, you know, is sometimes just sort of a happy accident and it just really works out. Uh, but again, just talking things out, figuring out what you really, really want to do when you come to the city, I think is really important. And understanding if, you know, this is going to be, you know, a bougie trip. Are you guys going to be going to, you know, Michelin star restaurants? Are you going to be trying, you know, unique different things? Uh, or is it sort of like a comfort trip? You want to come with, you know, a bunch of friends you come with all, all the time, which we get that all the time in this city. I've always met people that, you know, make this sort of a yearly trip where they come. And it's really easy. They just have it down. They just know what to do. So, again, it can be something for a lot of different people. But I think coming with the right person is a right group of people is really, really important. Uh, so I think this place is great. Uh, just, you know, again, just goes back to planning it out. And I really hope that that's helpful. Um, I try to help you guys out as much as possible. You can always reach out to me on any of my social channels. And I'll try to give you my best recommendations possible. Uh, sometimes I don't get to them. I apologize just because, you know, real life is stuff going on. But I really try to, I'll try to make a better, you know, make a better attempt at answering all these DMs. I really appreciate it. Uh, but again, uh, this episode actually was, you know, quite short, but I think helpful in terms of things to do in Las Vegas. Uh, I still have a little bit of time, so I'll go ahead and just, you know, fix, you know, sort of grease, not grease up the wheels, but I was going to say, you know, um, tighten up the ends, if you will. Uh, so things I've done recently in Vegas, uh, I actually ended up going to Delilah's and finding, uh, lots of celebrities. So, uh, let's go ahead and do that. We'll go ahead and actually sort of finish up this part of the episode explaining some of my top places to meet and see sports figures and celebrities in Las Vegas. Wow. Look at that segue. So I was out the other night. I was at Delilah's, uh, Delilah's over at the Wynn, And again, super high end night, you know, it's, it's a Thursday, but, uh, we had a lot of cowboys in town because of the, you know, of the national finals rodeo. We also had the in-season NBA tournament, which was won by the Lakers. So this was a Thursday. This was the kickoff 
you know, kickoff day of the tournament and the Pacers played the Bucks in the early game and the Pacers won. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go out tonight. I'm going to go to Delilah's. Maybe somebody will be there. Maybe somebody won't. You never know. But lots of, you know, lots of sports figures in town for that. So I was there probably about 15 minutes. Lots of Cowboys. It was super busy, just bustling. Really, really fantastic night at Delilah's. Uh, great job of the bartenders. Really appreciate them. Um, I believe her name was Brooke. Yeah, Brooke. Uh, great eyebrows, by the way. Good eyebrows. Uh, but really, really fantastic old fashioned she made. Really, really had a good time. And the Korean tacos are out of this world. And while I was sitting there, eh, about 10, 15 minutes goes by. And coming up the stairs, which Delilah is great for people watching because they only have one exit to go through. They actually have two, but one real uh, exit to go through. And you see this seven-foot-tall man walking by. And who is it? None other than Giannis Antetokounmpo. And there he was. He's one of the top five basketball players in the league. I said, you know, what up? Uh, and he just kept on walking. Uh, but uh, it was fun seeing him. I've also seen 50 Cent over at Delilah's, which is really cool. And again, uh, I would say Delilah is probably the number one place to see celebrities in town. No, with you know, no holds bar without a doubt. They will usually show up at Delilah's, especially if they have an event earlier in the day. They will end up at Delilah's. So Delilah's is number one on my list. Uh, I did list Carbone as number two, just because it is so exclusive. You really see a lot of celebrities when you get to these smaller, not these small restaurants, but restaurants that have uh, are enclosed. So you don't see them a lot at open concepts, like, for example, Hakus, uh, not Hakusan, um, Morimoto, which Morimoto has, you know, more of an open concept. But ho restaurants that have closed concepts tend to do, you know, pretty well with celebrities just because the natural element of sort of the separation part of it. So if you are walking on Fremont Street, uh, you get a lot of sports stars over at Barry's, which Barry's is located at Circa. And I've seen people like... Devontae Adams there. I've seen Mark Davis there, the owner of the Raiders. Um, I've also seen Mike Tyson at this location as well. So really easy place to find a lot of celebrities. And again, it's sort of this, the idea of building up sort of a barrier between celebrities and, you know, normal folks. So uh, I would say Barry's is number three. Uh, number four, kind of a, a recent thing is uh, Cathedral or Cathedral, uh, again, I got scolded for not saying it correctly, and that is over at the Aria. Aria, again, a lot of people hanging out at Aria, but really finding that to be another place. I've seen Devontae Adams there as well, Ty Lue, who's a uh, coach in the NBA. I would say Aria. Aria has a lot of people that go to it, but uh, again, you just seen a lot of people in there. It's a really good restaurant. I was asked to actually rank all these restaurants, and it was funny because uh, the number one thing on the list uh, hadn't eaten that, so which is Carbone, which is hilarious. So have to make a, a trip there soon. So as you know, we go through the list of all these places. Um, it's not guaranteed. It's sort of like you know, it's always a happenstance moment. Uh, typically you see a lot of basketball players. You tend not to see a lot of like actors and actresses. For some reason, a lot of people who are actors and actresses really know where the backs of these hotels and restaurants are. But I just, I feel like actors and actresses don't do Vegas very much. Uh, I feel like they do a lot of like Mallorca. They do a lot of Ibiza. 
um, you don't get them a lot in the city of Las Vegas. And if they do, they're always promoting something, unless you're Mark Wahlberg, who's you know all over the city promoting his tequila. But yeah, you don't really see a lot of actors, actresses in town. Um, I've seen singers and such. Like I've seen singers and recording artists. But you see a lot of sports stars as well. A lot of sports stars love to gamble. Uh, one, because they have the money to do it. But also, I think it's the factor of, you know, it's a competition. Especially when you play craps. A lot of, a lot of celebrities when they play craps. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things. So again, you don't see a lot of celebrities in town. But when you do, those are probably the places that you'll be able to find them while you're in town. And again, if you're here during a big event, boxing events, oh my goodness, you're going to see them all over the place. Boxing events, UFC, kind of. Uh, the Super Bowl, oh my goodness, it's going to be impossible to get to a lot of these places. So with the Super Bowl coming up... Definitely would recommend checking out like Delilah's Cathedral. Cathedral? We'll go with it. Uh, Madera also. Really, really popular spot. That's over at the Crystals Shopping Mall, which is essentially connected to the Aria. But definitely those are places that you're going to find celebrities. So again, uh, that was sort of my list. It was sort of a fast one. Maybe I'll do a whole podcast about find places to find celebrities. But who knows? So... Anyways, that was a pod for today. Uh, I will be going to the Fountain Blue uh, opening, not the grand opening, the day right before the grand opening, uh, to check out and see what it looks like on the inside. I'm super excited. I'm going to be staying there on, I believe, December 30th. Uh, yep, December 30th, where I'll be able to sample the rooms. I'll probably be going to some of the restaurants, checking it out, taking videos. Um, let me know, guys, if you want me to do like a live for someplace. Um, I've never done one of those before, but I'd really like to experience it and see sort of the logistics of how it works uh but i do i do want to check it out so again follow us on all of our social channels uh at keys to vegas on tiktok uh concerts confidential on instagram uh concerts confidential underscore lv remember that uh but remember just follow us along just see what we're doing um really appreciate you guys listening to the podcast i'm sorry we missed last week but just sometimes we'll you know sometimes we skip a week it's sort of the holidays so again Thank you so much for all your support. Really, really appreciate it. If you see me out in town, that's awesome. Come say hello. But if you do, remember, keep it confidential. <laughs>